Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in Faraz Zaniki, who runs Upper Hand Fantasy, friend of the program, back for another fall. And thank goodness we've missed him here on the show. Faraz, what, do you, what is your offseason like? It's been great, man. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Bill Belichick might have – was he there with his new girlfriend at the Taylor Swift concert? Because Ooh. I feel like that's something that uh, – well, that's something that these these guys now he went alone might, might want to do yeah right like he's probably there with his uh with his new girlfriend and singing that song Ooh. you know uh, by the way Jenks, I don't, like, for me personally i thought that was great I thank you great. so thank you uh I, I think i think that should be a segment on this show going forward to be honest with you but i did miss you guys uh i had a great off season um nothing to be honest with you because you, you got the nfl draft you got free agency you got there's so much going on you got training camp um, but I'm, I'm glad we're back. Uh, a little bit of a, a interesting game last night. You know, not, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't expect the Chiefs to win, obviously. Uh, I'm sorry, the Lions to win, obviously. But uh, uh, interesting usage for a few of these players. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to talk about a lot about a lot of prop bets today. Uh, you know, it does get you a little nervous, right, after watching how Jameer Gibbs was used. But, uh, you know, I think there are a few that we could talk about today that, that we could lock in. Yeah, what's the strategy for the first week of the season? Do you uh, play fewer bets the first week of the season, just trying to gauge how usage is going to go? And do you think there are certain edges? Because I thought that way for Jameer Gibbs because it was his first game in the NFL, so there's no numbers to base things on. Like you look at guys like B. John Robinson, you're like, oh, man, that guy's going to go off. And there's no numbers to base it on. Is it easier or tougher to bet on the first week of the season when it comes to props? Props. I think it's uh, a little bit easier, but with a caveat, only if you are confident in the same system, right? A lot of times there are, uh, you know, there are coaches the same, if it's the same offensive coach, same offensive scheme, same player, you know, and you're looking at a prop, you're like, well, that doesn't seem right. That's kind of, you know, where where you kind of get a little bit of confidence, right? Um, And then also scheme changes. And we're going to get into one of those players soon where where you know that a scheme change is going to affect something, right? And that's where those edges can be because sometimes these props are based on what they did last year. Okay, Faraz, so you talk about scheme changing affecting bets that you place. What scheme are you talking about? What bet? Talking about the Ravens. Talking okay. about the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's passing line this week is set at 211 passing yards. Okay, that's 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 a low number to me. Okay, that's the over here is set at minus 115 against the Texans. 
Uh, his pass attempt line is set at 28 and a half. Okay, so, you know, if Vegas is expecting him to throw it around that, uh, that you know, that number, I would expect him to, to pass him for more than 211 yards, right? Now, it might be because of potential game script, right, with them really dominating the Texans, but 211 passing yards just seems super low. This is an offense moving from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a much bigger emphasis on the pass game. He has Mark Andrews. He's a little bit banged up, but he's going to play in this game. He has Zay Flowers. He has Rashad Bateman. OBJ is a little bit banged up as well, but I don't think that's going to matter a whole lot. 211 passing yards, I think, is a pretty safe bet at minus 115. Um, if this line was set with the old offense, with the with the Greg Roman offense, sure. But this year, with a healthy Lamar, I think it's too low. All right. So I'm looking at your plays and I had to look up who this person was. Nico Collins <laughs> did not uh, know who this person was. He plays for the Texans. But sometimes you can find some value digging into the weeds and finding players who are not necessarily the superstars of the NFL. So what's the value here? Yeah, and that's that's what I try to do, right? I, I, dig, in, I dig deep. I try to... I think Nico Collins has a good chance of being the number one wide receiver for the Texans for CJ Stroud. If the preseason was any indication, uh, Collins is the number one in Houston. Now, his line is set at three and a half receptions this week at minus 110 if you take the over, which I'm doing. Uh, if you're looking at the first team play with the starting wide receivers with C.J. Shroud uh, during the preseason, that's nine drives worth of data. He's getting a 30% target share. Okay, So if Shroud throws the ball 25 times in this game, that's seven catches, or that's seven targets at least. So the Ravens mm-hmm. secondary is banged up. I think Collins will be able to take advantage of this game. I think three and a half is set a little bit too low, really because we haven't seen it yet. This is really based on what we saw last year when Brandon Cooks was there with a much worse quarterback situation. Uh, just overall, this team is going to take a little bit of a step forward, head coaching change. Um, this, there's a lot to like with the Texans. You know, Obviously, they have ways to go, but I think Collins will be their clear number one wide receiver this year. And the week one, uh, line is set a little too low for me. We're talking with Faraz Siddiqui, who runs Upper Hand Fantasy. Find him on X at Faraz Siddiqui. Okay, in Minnesota, Vikings are interesting this year. Dalvin Cook is gone. Alexander Madison taking over. And you like a bet on not a rushing prop, a receiving prop. Yeah, there there are a couple of running backs that I have this week that you know I like their receiving props in terms of receptions, right? Uh, just just I like to look at the usage, what they expect the usage might be, in games in his career where he was the guy where Dalvin Cook didn't play, six catches, three catches, three catches, three catches, seven catches. He's involved in the receiving game. His line set at two and a half receptions. I'm taking the over against the Bucks at plus one twenty. Okay, this is a tough matchup on the ground. Um, and given that the Vikings are one of the most pass-heavy teams in the league, they run the most plays. Uh, they're probably last year they ran uh, the third most plays in the NFL per game. I think that's going to potentially move up to number one or number two because Tampa isn't going to be doing that this year without Tom Brady. So I think they use Madison in the short passing game to supplement the run game a little bit. I, I think two and a half uh, is is a good number to go over. I'm confident that he'll get at least three in this game. Speaking of tough matchups, uh, I see you like a play on Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots. He's playing the Eagles in week one. So looks like you have a play on his receptions. Where is the angle here going against this really tough Eagles defense? 
Yeah, notice I didn't I didn't mention anything about touchdowns or receiving yards, right? <laughs> because that might not be there, right? Uh, but, you know, who do the Patriots have in the receiving game right now? They just don't have anyone. You know, are we going to expect Juju to come down with the whole lot? You know, Devontae Parker, it's not going to happen, right? And you mentioned the Eagles defense. Like, you know, where was Ramondre making his money last year? It was receptions, you know, 69 receptions, nice, last year. Uh, <laughs> had at least four <laughs> catches uh, in eight of 11 games. Okay, so if this line set at three and a half, at least four in eight of 11, you know, before he got hurt in week 14, that's that's what he was doing. So they're going to lean on him in the receiving game once again. Um, I would not be surprised that he gets, you know, over 80 catches this year again. Let's go to Carolina. Well, Carolina is in Atlanta this weekend, but DJ Moore, Bryce Young throwing to him for the Panthers. What do you got on DJ Moore? Man, DJ Moore. Well, DJ Moore's in Chicago now, right? Yeah. So oh, sorry, we should my bad. expect. Sorry. Yeah, we should expect the Bears to throw the ball a lot more this season. Well, even if it's a little more, we should be fine, right? They obviously got a true number one in DJ Moore now. You know, Darnell Mooney is good to go. Chase Claypool is good to go. They have Cole Komet. They have a decent core. You know, last year, Justin Fields didn't have anything to work with. They had Darnell. He had Darnell Mooney early on in the year. Chase Claypool, they traded for him, and he didn't do anything. Right, because he got hurt too. So, you know, Darnell Mooney was not anywhere close to a number one wide receiver. He's a good receiver, but he's not anything close to a number one wide receiver like DJ Morris. Yet, from week four on last year, when Fields started to throw the ball at least 20 times or more, Mooney had at least four receptions in six of his eight games played before he got hurt. Okay. And this line for DJ Moore is set at three and a half receptions. I'm taking the over at minus 120. Okay, DJ Moore is way more deserving of targets than Darnell Mooney. He's going to be a focal point in the passing game. So I'm pretty confident in this one landing, despite this, you know, being recognized as a run first offense. I'm seeing a trend here with some of your picks with running backs catching passes. Uh, I know there are usually some good matchups for this. Do you think any of this helps that it's the first week of the season? If quarterbacks are getting their feet wet, and maybe they don't want to launch the ball down the field. Maybe they just want to do like the dumpy little check down pass to their running back. Does that factor into any of these plays? Because I see you like a play on Josh Jacobs as well. That's a that's a really good point, Chelsea. And, and I, I, I 100% am with you on this one because, you know, Jimmy G, we didn't see much in, in the preseason, right? And that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to happen. So week four, you know, last year, that's when Jacobs really started to get that big workload, right? He got a ton of work last year. Right. And since then, um, he went over two and a half receptions nine times, 64 percent of the time. You know, his line set of two and a half receptions. He was pretty involved in the passing game. And you get plus money in this one, plus 100 on the over. So and in two games against Denver last year, who he's playing in week one, he averaged four receptions. Okay, so this isn't this, you know, this isn't this exact same defense in Denver, not the same defensive coordinator. But they did allow the six most receptions last year to running backs. If I'm getting plus money on this, Josh Jacobs is somebody that I'm going to bet on. Devontae, Devontae Adams, obviously, you know, uh, he was peppered with targets last year from Derek Carr. Now, is he going to average the same amount of targets this year with Jimmy G? Maybe not. It might come down just a little bit. Uh, so there are some targets to go around here. I think Jacobs clears three receptions. Fry's got a minute and a half here, so I want to make it quick. But I love this play at plus money. Sam Howell over one and a half touchdowns against the cards. 
Yeah, it's a great matchup. And yeah. it looks like Terry McLaurin will play in this game, despite the turf toe. He, he had a full practice yesterday, so that's good news. Great up-and-coming wide receiver in Jahan Dotson as well. He has Eric Bienemy behind him with a great offensive scheme. Um, and we can't forget about the other supplemental players, too, like Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, you know, Cole Turner. I like Howell. I, I love him this year. He's my dark horse uh, quarterback to, to take a second-year jump. Um, he looked great in the preseason. This is just a ridiculously easy matchup at home against a tanking team. So, like you said, at plus money, I'm taking it. Oh, absolutely love that. He is the man behind Upper Hand Fantasy. Find him on X at Faraz Siddiqui. It is our friend Faraz Siddiqui. Faraz, great to have you back, and thank you for the Taylor Swift compliment. I will take that with me. (laughs) I, I love it. You guys have a great weekend. You too, bud. Oh, man, so many plays. I'll tell you what. Faraz always brings it, and I will definitely take a handful of these easily and put some money on these. I, I, I don't have a big a big slate of bets today for the show because I want to have a winning week, like I always say. But personally, there's going to be a lot of sprinkles going on, Chelsea. I know. I'm definitely doing a lot of these for fun. Uh, how much time do we have? I have a just-for-fun teaser that I would love to run by you. Commanders minus one, Titans plus nine, uh, Packers plus seven, and there's one more that I like. I've got to look it up. Do you play teasers, Jenks? I had forgotten about teasers. Well, I had forgotten about teasers, but my mind's been just going in 80 different directions because it's football season, and I forgot about ye old six-point teaser. Oh. Ooh, the Steelers. The Steelers plus eight. Oh, That's the other one. Steelers could win that game outright. Seriously. Yeah. Week one in Pittsburgh. You never know. Love it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.